Welcome to Unreal. Unreal. Bitch, you thought we were fucking gone. <laughs> you thought you'd gotten rid of us. You thought we were dead six feet under. You are partially correct. Are partially correct. We, <laughs> we, we were gone for a little bit. Um, I, I do feel like I'm six feet under. My body's dead. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. Barbie Oppenheimer killed us. Killed us. Um, dead. But we made it. And we also were on hiatus for, for a bunch of reasons, as, as we'll discuss in the podcast. But we're back. We're back. I'm we're Elijah. We're so back. And I'm Grayson. And we are excited to talk to you about movies. Movies. What we watched. What you guys missed last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Just catch you up. And of course, you guys are anticipated our Barbie Oppenheimer oh, yeah. thoughts. Quick recap. Think of, think of the hiatus as like a time j- jump in a, in a show <laughs> where like suddenly the characters like between seasons have aged a bunch and they're yeah. wiser older we are wiser better faster stronger I'm than ever so good and we're so uh, we're so alive and juiced up i'm so alive right now guys i'm so fucking alive <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was uh this is unreal unreal to unreal we are episode unreal. seven episode seven episode seven and we're we're also rebranding from the Mission Impossible podcast starring Tom Cruise yeah. and Tom Cruise yeah. to the James Bond podcast starring Daniel Craig and do you want to be Daniel Craig too? Yeah, I'll be Craig Daniel. Craig Daniel. <laughs> Daniel Craig and Craig Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're we're not dead. We're not dead. We feel like it. We were talking about this Lazarus, biblical references, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Because it Jesus, because he rose from the tomb three days later. That was oh, like three yeah. weeks later. That is good. That's good biblical <laughs> reference. <laughs> the Tower of Babel. Because we just babble on. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, but we're back. We are back. Some would say. We're back and better than ever. We are so back. We're so back we're so back we're back baby let's baby go back let's fucking go so um it's been a (laughs) it's been a little bit last you heard from us we were preparing for barbie oppenheimer and we were excited but a little nervous (laughs) and how did that that go out (laughs) well for me personally um i don't think i've ever worked that much me neither. Since I had this job, and it was every day almost. Yeah. I think I had one day off a week for like three weeks. Me too. I have permanent physical damage. <laughs> we were walking in here, and my ankle like, was hurting. So I was like, many this twelve hour shifts. hurting. Serving hundreds yeah. and hundreds of people on end. Yeah. Our managers actually came to us and told us. It, I think they wanted us to be proud or to celebrate, but they said, "Hey, we have the best labor in the country, not just of any." You know, movie tavern, not just of any Alamo Draft House, not just of any movie theater, period. Just in general. It's like, oh, okay, so so we you should pay us more? <laughs> like <laughs> it's awesome. We got our asses handed to us for like three weeks. It was great. We thought just when it was dying down, it didn't. Mm-hmm. It never stopped. So we Yeah. It's a still lot of reasons happen. why we didn't record. One, we were probably dead. Dead. We were so mm-hmm. dead. And then also the place was under renovations, so we it, were, it was also it actually worked out really well. Having a biblical like resurrection of its own, it was. Know? Yeah, you, can't, you guys together. can't see it, but um, it's amazing. There's like people behind us. There's like <laughs> trees. <laughs> huh? Um, oh, sorry. Yes, yes, there are. Yeah, it's because the crew's working behind us. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. Um, They're renovating. It's blue. 
Yeah, well, you could just feel all the work and attention that's been put into this studio. Yeah, and, and the podcasting studio yeah. looks really nice. And Yeah, so it's really good to be back. Um, we didn't do a hiatus post, but uh, consider it a little brief hiatus. We yes. haven't done nothing during this period <laughs> besides just working. We, we, have some, we have some announcements. Yeah, yeah. You got any announcements you want to you <laughs> kickstart? I'll with? do one, you do the other one. Okay. So I'll do the, we are now starting something new on the podcast for a while. For, oh. for some for, for some time being, um, we are doing this little game, an little Alamo game. Draft House Roulette, which is where well, we work. Which I don't know if they know this. I don't think you talked about where we work before. Dox us. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> roulette. We're doing a work roulette. Where <laughs> we're doing a labor roulette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, where people at our job gave us movies and then um, gave us one movie each, and then we're going to do a little shuffle generator, pick a movie to watch for the week, and then talk about it on the next episode. I think mm. that'd be a lot of fun because mm-hmm. we have a lot of our friends and coworkers are very, a different taste. They're very passionate about very passionate. film and, you know, and about us. And about us, aw. Yeah. Well, and even the, the ones who aren't like obsessed with film have, you know, that's what I love about. The goal of this podcast in general it's kind of loose now but you know just bring the passion to the forefront someone mm-hmm. wants to share their favorite movie i say let's do it you know let's do it make a big list have everybody just dump their movies into the list sign numbers it's gonna be, and it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be a lot of fun. fun i'm excited to see what the first movie is we haven't picked should we go yet. ahead and do it you want to pick it now we can or we can save it until the end whichever you'd prefer i don't know what should we do should we do it to the end maybe we should save it to the end but that's not what i want to do Oh, you want to do it now? I want to do it now. Okay, let's do okay. it now. Okay, okay. Without so I, I have the list on my phone, and then Grayson's going to generate a number for it. A number between 1 and 25, because we had 25 submissions. <clears throat> so far, which is actually pretty pretty that's impressive. It's a, a good amount. Did I try down some people for some? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a bat. You're like, I'm like, so. give me a movie. <laughs> okay. All right. You ready? Ready. Pick a number. Go. Nine. Number nine. It's Stardust. From Elizabeth? From Elizabeth. Elizabeth suggested Stardust. Uh huh. Great. Elizabeth movie. left. Yeah, she did so leave. So, should we delete her? I'm just no. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, we love you if you're listening. I had never seen this movie before. You haven't? No. Matthew Vaughn. It's a lot of fun. Isn't it? Um, Michelle Is it Matthew Pfeiffer. Vaughn directing? Yeah. Hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer, Claire Danes, Charlie Cox, Robert De Niro. Yes. Charlie Cox is a great protagonist. It's got Robert De Niro. Yeah, Robbie D. Robbie D. Robbie D. And I don't love Matthew Vaughn. I really don't like him even. But I like this movie. Yeah. Um, I think what it does is fun. So I've seen I've seen four of his films. Surprisingly. Um, Kingsman. Kingsman. Kingsman 2. 2. X-Men. The Kingsman. Did I see that one? I did. And then Layer Cake. <laughs> Layer Cake I haven't seen. Daniel Craig's in this one. It's like a drug movie. Speaking of Daniel Craig, that's another announcement we can do. Yeah. So we previously, notoriously, mm-hmm. infamously, mm-hmm. our brand did a series of Mission Impossible, you know, watch alongs, mm-hmm. sort of, so to speak. I don't know if it's fair to call it a watch along. We were watching them after each episode <laughs> and then talking about them on the next one. And we, we have been so horribly depressed and without purpose, without the Mission Impossible movies. Between because next what, year. What, do we, what do we do now? We'll what do we do? Ethan Hunt. Cliffhanger. 
what what could possibly be slightly like less charming but like you know more perhaps more famous but i think undeservedly so that we could watch to fill in the time spy kids yeah spy kids <laughs> actually that's not a bad idea i love spy maybe kids. once we finish these <laughs> these this being the spy kids james, james bond. bond so 007 the thing about James Bond is... He's British. There's so many of them. There's a ton, apparently. We're just watching the Daniel Craig ones for now. And if it goes really well, if we love them, if it's super fun, we'll go back and uh, we'll watch all the... We'll start with Dr. No and go through it. And go through, gotta finish yeah. them all. We'll do, like, each person's face, you know? Yeah. I think one of them only had, like, two movies, though. It'll be fun. So like Roger Moore nice and uh, mm -hmm. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. I don't know who else is in it. You don't? Uh, oh, no, I do. The... Um, the 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 most iconic Bond, Sean Connery. Sean Connery, <laughs> and then the guy who played the Hedgehog in Toy Story Three. Uh huh. I forgot his name. The Hedgehog in Toy Story Three. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about? He played he played James Bond. I can be Hedgehog in Toy Story Three. I think so. I mean, oh, hold on, let me look this up. Toy Story. <laughs> oh this is a live. This is a live thing right now. Mm -hmm. It's a very famous, very famous little man. Timothy Dalton. I don't know. He was in Toy Story, wasn't he? I mean, <laughs> James Bond. I wouldn't know. I'm pretty sure he is. My James Bond lore is. is surprisingly... He isn't James Bond. He nothing. was in... Not a, um, I haven't even seen all of the Bonds, the Craig Bonds. We've seen... He was in this one. Uh, oh, wait, that's Dr. Mary. So, so you've seen none of them. I've seen zero. Zero Bond. James Bonds. I have seen apparently Goldfinger on TV when I was little, um, and I also have seen. I've seen, the first one, Casino Royale of the Daniel Craig ones, and I've seen Skyfall. I saw Skyfall in theaters. It's my first Bond movie. I had no idea what was going on. Great movie. I have seen. Fantastic. I remember. I've seen. I feel like I've seen clips because my dad loves the James Bond movies. Oh yeah. I feel like they were always on in my house. Oh yeah, and the Daniel Craig ones are just better than ever. Like they're just so good. They're kind of like the. Um, the Star Trek movies, where it's like the modern ones are mm -hmm. actually the first like really good ones, and you can love the old Star Trek movies, but you can't you can't say that they're like as good as like the, you know as good as they get. Yeah. <coughs> um. So that's fun. We're gonna be watching a little yeah yeah Bond. yeah. So we have a Bond watch along. We have a movie roulette. Movie we have roulette. lots of watch every week. Yeah. We have another tentative announcement. Tentative. Tentative. It's, it's uh we, we'll need to figure out you know supply chains and stuff. I don't know, but. We're working on, we're working, we've been hard at work whenever we feel like it sometimes on <laughs> merch. Merchandise. Merchandise. We do have a new design. Oh, yeah, we got kind of got rebranded. We kind of did get rebranded. Kind of got rebranded. We're soft launching it. Soft launching. Mm -hmm. I was behind it. Yeah. A little. I was yeah. not behind it. I was, a, I was a subtle little piece in Katie's spawn of rebranding. My loving partner was like, as a surprise, she commissioned um, a rebrand of Unreeled. In a way, I, I guess call it a rebrand. Uh, a new logo design and some designs for potential merch in the mm -hmm. future. And so really when I say we've been hard at work on it, I mean, Elijah's done some stuff and Katie's done some stuff. And I, I was completely ignorant to, to it until recently. And now it's like, you, I gotta show you the old designs, the other designs we were going through. I gotta show yeah. you like later, but. They're really cool. And we also had uh, Joe's art, right? Joe, yeah, yes. Joe, uh, one of our managers, 
and best friends for life, Raquel. Ah, love partner her. Joe is an artist and designed us a little logo. I think it'd be really cute as little stickers. It's beautiful. It's, it's so, so cute. cute. Yeah. It's, they're so cute. Maybe stickers. So, maybe maybe an enamel pin at some point. Wouldn't that be that'd cool? Be, that'd be really that'd cool. Be cool. That'd be cool. Like a limited yeah. edition. Like we only hand them out to the hottest people at work. Yeah, yeah. For money, <laughs> <laughs> for ten bucks, you could be hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, yeah, but this is actually, it, it, we have a lot going on, but in a good way. I'm very excited to see where that yeah. happens. Um, yeah. We'll have to make like a little website or something. Yes, we will. And like, think about Unreal. supply chains. <laughs> that was, <laughs> I've never heard you make that voice. Unreal. That was awesome. Mm. So do we want to jump into some movies? We were on a hiatus, Let's and we jump. have we have some time. We have a lot to talk we about. We watched a lot of movies. But we're not going to do what we do every time and talk about every single one and be like, well, we'll talk about yes. it for like four minutes, and then we talk about that thing for Everything. 10 minutes. Yeah. Because we have at least, like, between the both of us, like 30, 40 movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I watched 18 myself. And I did 24. But we yeah. also overlapped some. Yes, we did. Because so we're gonna, we did a, we're gonna a pick our top five. one day. We did a, a double feature Double last feature night. last night. Um, what did we watch last night? Oh, we watched Hell. Well, <laughs> we watched Kitchen Nightmares. That was not a double feature. <laughs> I was like, wait, what do we watch? Cinema. <laughs> I felt like we did too, though. I, I like, know. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah. I thought we ended up watching um, Police Story 2. So we're going to do like a little, we'll do a top five from each. Yeah. Well, f- do we want to get out the group ones together first? Yeah, we'll do group ones together first. All right. Well, we can start with Barbie Oppenheimer. Okay. Um, yeah, that means everyone wants to hear, I think. I think so. Yeah. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Barbie. Barbenheimer. I have now seen Oppenheimer twice, and I intend to see it a third time before it leaves theaters. That's crazy. Fantastic. Dude, Brandon's seen it four times. I've never seen him in the theater. I know. <laughs> I was like, when do you come? You know what was It's word. just so good. It's, it's a real fucking picture. It's Nolan's best, easily. Like, objectively his best. I, I still think I like Interstellar more because it's just so heartbreaking. But Oppenheimer is just the way that the script is crafted and like it's so satisfying. He never forgets the prestige, you know, what he learned mm-hmm. in working on the prestige, mm-hmm. what the thesis of that is. You know, there's this just wonderful, satisfying, cathartic structure that the way that it's told out of order allows it to be to hit like that. You yeah. Know? And it's so interesting to me whenever someone writes a script and directs a movie that is completely out of order, even though the timeline happened in real life, to find a better narrative through line than the actual historical. Because mm-hmm. if it was just a historical biopic, boring, right? Yeah. But the way that they that they move these puzzle pieces around, oh my God. And the cinematography, oh my God. And the soundtrack, Ludwig, oh my God. Great soundtrack. So good. It's a great soundtrack. Although people are saying that Nolan should never work with Zimmer again because this is his best ever. And I'm like, the Interstellar soundtrack is crazy. It's also, like, the Interstellar one is more iconic because like everyone knows it's, the, it's the piano tune, the cornfield chase, yeah. you know? Yeah. What Ludwig's doing with <clears throat> Oppenheimer isn't meant to have like as many like motifs. I don't think it's not meant to be, you know, I don't really know music terms, but it's not meant to be like a theme in a way. It's like, it's more like an, a, an overwhelming building experience, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just a great movie. I, I really want to rewatch it again. Uh, pro tip, the second rewatch, even better. Um, just amazing. Uh, and then also, 
I would say watch it with a glass of whiskey in your hand, and you'll feel very like Preferably involved. Yellowstone, <laughs> Yellowstone double on the rocks. I did. I had a Yellowstone double on the rocks. <laughs> it was nice. It was a little, a little pricey, a little top shelf. And I said, sip, and it was, it was awesome. Yeah, you were just living your best life up there. I was down there. I was on. I was in. Yeah, three. you were down there. You didn't run three. Just taking it all in. I will say me. the last hour of that uh-huh. movie is probably like my favorite part of the movie. It's perfect. It's because the mm-hmm. whole it's been out for a while. Everyone's probably seen this movie, so we're gonna we're gonna divulge in some little spoilers. Yeah, here's a little spoiler. <clears throat> um, okay, spoiler warning. Okay, so like the Robert Downey Jr. scene where he's getting mm-hmm. like the the whole court thing. I thought it was like mm-hmm. the courtroom drama. Right. I liked that. Right. I was eating that up, and then when it ended up being like. Oh well, and then Rami Malek and his uh, thirty seconds of screen time. Yes, and he came he in destroyed. and he, yeah. Same for Matthew Modine. I liked. Yeah, Matthew Modine gets one of the hardest lines in the whole thing. He's like, "Forgive me if I become stirred, but I am." As he puts on his glasses, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know? I will say that was that was great. The performances are really good too. I feel like a lot of them are more cameos and kind of like overhyped, right? Than I think that they were supposed to be like, "Oh, just gonna be in this mm-hmm. film," because like, right? They weren't in it a ton. But there's like, so many supporting there's actors. There's so many. There's so many if good you, ones. You could name literally ten supporting actors right now that I would that, that you would nominate for best supporting actor, mm-hmm. and I would not blink bat an eye. I would be like, I yeah. would say Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Emily Jr. Blunt. of course was amazing. Emily Blunt was amazing. Um, um, I will say Florence Pugh didn't really do anything with her performance. She wasn't given a lot, to she be fair. Uh, she was naked most of the time. I felt like she brought a lot of emotional, like, wreckage to the screen. A lot of people have been clowning on that scene, but I feel like it's so important thematically, and the way that she sells it is good. Although, I don't think that Florence Pugh is as mean of a person as the person he, she was playing. Maybe. I, just, I don't find it super that. believable. And I don't think that the script really did her any favors. Casey Affleck. Was oh, yeah, he was a, in that. He had a great... Terrifying. And he had no 20, 30 seconds. Yeah, he has that one scene. Um, Kenneth Branagh. That one great. scene. He had two scenes. He did. And he was he was very, like, wise mentor. Tom Conti, he played Albert Einstein. Yeah. He but was so cute. I love the tweet that was like, um, I don't even know who plays him. I just want to pretend it's the real guy. Like, this is just <laughs> actually him. The casting's great. They all Alden look Aaron like Reich the people. Also did a great job. He was amazing. Up, up, opposite uh, Playing here. Senate aide. He's the, like, written-in character, you yeah. know, to give it more of a narrative, like, connection. And there's someone else that I was trying to find. Well, okay, uh, Macon Blair was great, and I'm really excited for his Toxic Avenger. Have you heard at Fantastic yes. Fest? It premiered. He's doing and it, uh, like, Peter Dinklage. it, shook the fucking house down. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's even a... Well, you said that. It shook the fucking house. No. <laughs> David Krumholtz played Isidore... Oh, he was the Jewish guy. Yeah. <clears throat> I loved David Isidore Rabi. He was in a bunch. He's in a bunch of stuff. And he was just fantastic. I love his character. He was probably my favorite character in the in the show. You in said the show, that. In the movie. Um, Josh Hartnett. Matt Damon back. brought a lot of Josh Hartnett, Josh Hartnett is, back. is back. Josh Hartnett... Hollywood kind of did him dirty. Did him dirty. But they also gave him a lot of opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, he was a leading man in a lot like, To be fair, things. the early 2000s wasn't, like, a ton going on. Yeah. It's just the stuff that he was given was yeah. not very good, and that's not um, his fault. And then Oppenheimer's brother, Dylan Arnold. Yes. He, he was great. Was in, he was in the Holly movies that you haven't seen yet. He, the new ones? The Holly movies? He was oh, he's the bully kid. guy. Right? No, he's, like, the boyfriend. The main guy? In Halloween ends, who like turns? No, no, into no. He's in the f- the first two. Oh, 
So he it says a, he's in the end. He's like in a cameo, like a flashback oh, scene. Gotcha. Spoiler: He dies in the second one. Who, His who's death the kid is really in end? sad. Huh? Rohan Campbell. This kid has a striking face. He has a yeah. His face is very striking. Interesting. He looks like he eighty looks like years a dirt old. Bowl, a dirt bold mother. Yes, he does. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> that is so accurate. That's crazy. You just ripped that out. That's awesome. Oh, that's funny. Um, but Oppenheimer was good. It's it's a movie that you just have to see in theaters. Like I don't I'm think I'd watch this at home and it'd be the same. I'm going to own it though, and I'm. It's, I'm it, sure you will. It would also make. But we also saw it in theaters. So I know that this is blasphemous, but I think if you if you go and you see it three four times on the big screen, and every now and then you sit down and you watch it and really watch it, I think you earn the right to just throw it on as background noise. I think it it's could, a it great, could work. It could the work. way that, that score, it has static, the score, you can peep in and watch all the like, you know, all the highlights. I'll say it's three hours. It feels longer, but it's more gripping than any anything. It's so gripping. I will say it felt longer for me because I did see it at like two thirty in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh. Rewatch it. You need to rewatch. <laughs> There's so many things I caught, and I, on the okay. So on the first watch, it's kind of just washing all over you or letting it wash all over you. You're like, what? what is like, you know, you're, you're not really keeping as well track of like names and places and dates. Yeah, it's a lie to in the, the timeline. But it, watching it the second time, you can kind of put it together in your head and really follow it. And it is awesome. And the way that it, um, the way that it's split, it's something small, but I didn't notice that they did fusion for the, or it was fission for, fission the, for the, and then and fusion white. for the black and white. Yeah. 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 And that was interesting. I was like, okay, and thinking about that thematically with like how that works, like quantumly or whatever the fuck. Like, it's very cool. Very cool. First, uh, it was a good movie. Great movie. Yeah. Good movie. It's been giving us so much business. So much business. <laughs> it's doing, at least at our specific theater, it's mm-hmm. doing. I would say better than Barbie. It, they're doing it the same like numbers. It. They're doing the same numbers. Yeah, because it's crazy. They're like neck neck. Because like there was yeah. Friday Saturday, both prime rounds. Tied. I think the Not only reason difference. that Oppenheimer isn't doing as well is because it's longer. It's longer. So it can't have as many showings. Yeah. Um, it's almost twice as long. Uh, Barbie is great. Loved Barbie. They're both talk about Barbie. Barbie was fantastic as well. Barbie was fantastic. They were both. It's funny because like they're not build. It's not like a double feature build. Like they have nothing in no, common. No. I. But I think a, a lot f- of people love it as a. As a double feature. I think the phenomena of like mm-hmm. of being a double feature, like this right. never really happens and it's probably well you can't like replicate this again. Oh yeah. <clears throat> and I think the only reason why, like I'm not saying like Abraham wouldn't mm-hmm. done it good, but it's doing as well is because yeah. people are seeing both. Yeah. And that's a that's a benefit to both movies. And arguably it could be said that vice versa. A yeah. lot of the poll of the, you know, mainstream audience and like middle aged men who love Christopher Nolan and teen boys who mm-hmm. love Christopher Nolan are going to Barbie despite themselves, you know? Because yeah. um, you'd be surprised I would be serving like, bunch, mm-hmm. like two frat boys by themselves watching Barbie. Yeah. So I'm like... Barbie is a movie that understands something that Hollywood has lost, which, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's, it's a fusion film. Um, it has this, like, new, modern, like, tongue-in-cheek, like, self-aware humor, um, which sometimes grinds my gears like I'm like eh. but it also has this love and and appreciation and respect and homage to um 
the spectacle of mm-hmm. Hollywood. You know, it feels mm-hmm. like a Howard Hawks film at parts. The the dance number, this song. Yeah. You know, when everybody's like coming together, the way that these sets it's are very homage to Hollywood. You have the t- oh, yeah. Just One Space Odyssey reference in the beginning. Oh yeah. And then you have um, a bunch of other references like throughout. Oh yeah. Uh, the film, which is Greta is a Greta's a film. She's a film lover. It's great. You yeah. Can tell. And I love Greta. And is it my? I would describe it as my least favorite Greta Gerwig movie, but. That is really not saying much. It's still like a four and a half, five star movie for me. Seen like two. I think I give it four, but and I still kind of stand by that. But I think I think if I have distance from it right now, working it, it annoys me. I'll be honest. Um, other than a couple of scenes, just because I hear the same jokes over and over. And that's like, that's a quicker turnover. I'm trying to, like every time like we get a movie and I work it for like two weeks, I'm I'm yeah. sick of it. Yeah, but <coughs> once I own it, because I am gonna own it. I own both. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. I wonder if they're gonna do like a double feature, like Steelbook. Well, okay, Warner Brothers. What the fuck are they doing? Did you hear that they are going digital with Barbie on September fifth? Yeah. Yeah. So they, the biggest release they've had in years, maybe ever, like contained release, given because I think Deathly Hallows Part Two did more or something. I think but Barbie's on track to be the the topest grossing movie. That's crazy. It's gonna so, it's gonna beat Mario. It's gonna be the, the highest grossing movie of the year. It's gonna beat Mario damn. any day now. It beat Dark Knight Rises as one of Brothers' highest-grossing movie. So, so they, they gonna, said, you know, we beat the records. <laughs> yeah. So, but instead of keeping it in the theaters and keeping raking in that money, they're like, let's do digital. I think they have a contract though. From when they signed for COVID, they have a, they have a contract mm-hmm. where they have to like bring it. They can. They still have it. They can still have it in theaters and on digital. Gotcha. They have it on both, I think. But they're bringing. It yeah, they are gonna do. Have both, like a but it's Still like crazy because. That drop off, we're gonna feel hard when it goes to digital. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Bar- Barbie's a fantastic movie. Barbie's it's fine. Very like, funny. It's very. It's like no one expected to be as sad as it was. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. People describe <clears throat> it as sad, but I feel. I felt like. It, I think you're not a woman, though. Well, but I didn't feel it being sad. There was a part in the beginning that made me tearful. And then there's a part at the end that made me tearful, but it's it's it, it ends well. It's ultimately optimistic yeah. and hopeful. Yeah, I think it's just like sad because you look like people who have bad relationships with like their moms. Right. That for I mean because people ever like I've never seen someone me. at work cry before. Right. And she was like in the bathroom like sobbing. She's like I yeah. just miss my mom. And I was like, yeah. ugh, that yeah. made me want to cry. But like people were leaving the theaters crying like in tears. Yeah. Because it's such a feel good movie. Oh yeah. The way that the music hits and yeah, um, that song it does its job. And there's that line. Um, Mothers stand still so daughters can see how far they've come. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That shit hits. That shit. Ugh. It was, you know. It was. It's, it's time to be alive because mm-hmm. this is never gonna happen. Yeah. Again. Or for a while. A yeah. Long, long time. And I, I hate to be that guy, because it is a movie about women by women for women, and yet Ryan Gosling just steals the show. And I, it's so unfortunate. I want to say. Oh, he was there. He was there. He He's, did a great job. He did a great job. You know, and I want to say Mario Ravi crushed it. She did. She did. She crush was fantastic. It. Crush it. America Ferreira. America Ferreira crushed was good. it. Crushed yeah, it. very good. I I don't love her on the screen ever. To be honest, I don't ever see her on the screen enough. Yeah, I saw. Her in I don't Ugly know Betty. if I. You saw in what? Ugly Betty, the TV show. Yes, but she never. Really, she's not really like a film. A film actress. Yeah, I just I never really feel what she's trying to convey if that makes sense i don't know i i think honestly i think that 
uh, it's a hot take. I feel like if America Ferrera was recast or if it was, I, I don't know. I just feel like if that role was executed better, mm-hmm. I would have given it five stars. I would have liked it more. Interesting. I felt like her, people are saying the monologue at the end isn't her fault, but then I've tried to strip down why the monologue at the end doesn't really hit the way that other Gerwig monologues do. And I think it comes down to America Ferrera. I really do. I need to rewatch it. I watch it. I've heard people say it's the best part of the movie. Well, yeah, but it's just hot takes. Hot takes from Grayson. I just I disagree. I mean, Greta Gerwig almost always does a big monologue yeah. towards the in the third act that like brings everything together, and I love them. I love them. And this one was still good, but it felt more like a plot device than than anything else. Mm-hmm. It felt, I don't know, stripped down or whatever. It was it was good. Great movie. I feel like it's tough because anytime that I, I've ever mildly critiqued Barbie to anyone or like talked about it, it with anything but positive light, it, people go, oh, so you hate it. <laughs> like it's one of those movies. Yeah. yeah. Which I, but I, I feel like you do that. a good job of like being critiquing, but also not like diminishing mm-hmm. the movie and what it's worth. Like, yeah, because I love it. And like, cause like it really is like, even cause even like the man jokes, they're oh, yeah. funny. They're the really Godfather funny. joke is hilarious cause it's yeah. literally, cause the, the other you have like Godfather and like all the guys are talking about it. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is literally the movie. Yeah. This is literally what like it's guys so do. So funny. So like, <clears throat> it wasn't like the, the jokes up towards men weren't like harmful. No. Yeah. They were very true. Yeah. They were funny. They did, they did it in a funny way. Well, and they're not punching down. They're, they're punching not, up. Yeah. yeah. Like that's the whole point. It's kind and of telling you like how men are supposed yeah. to be or what, how their thought is supposed to be seen in society yeah. yeah and and anybody who watches it and feels like it, it just hates men and doesn't advocate for them is crazy i felt seen heard and wished for a better life mm-hmm. it, it's like the whole thesis is men can be themselves and and find their actual identity outside of what they own possess control Mm-hmm. And that's that's a hard thing to think about because how do you how do you be yourself without yeah. and again the I am enough is like very like I am mm-hmm. enough like for men because mm-hmm. men are like have the highest like some of the highest suicide yeah. rates because like it's all this pressure mm-hmm. to be like a man you know yes. and you don't have to be a man to be a man yeah and like you and it and it touches that it message. touches a man in the movie and I think that it does mm-hmm. a good job of not being a man hating right. And even if it was, let them let them have it. You know, what I mean? awful. like men yeah. suck. <laughs> and there, there, how many woman hating movies do men make? You know what I mean? Real, not a problem. Real, but you have one movie for women by women. You know, and it's like you've got this counter blast of of counterculture saying, "Well, women are bad," and blah blah blah. It's like, come on, man, just fucking get laid, be normal. Um. <laughs> I loved Barbie. I thought it was great. Both movies were good. They were fantastic. I don't think it's definitely it's hard. Here's the thing. I'm gonna say two things. Two One, things. I prefer Oppenheimer over that Barbie. Two, I shouldn't have to make that comparison. The that's the downside, the double edged sword feature. of the double feature, the cultural phenomenon, is that these two movies fuck what they tell you are not good as a double feature. They're not. People want to believe that they're, you know, sad and blah, blah, blah. Like, they have, like, a lot of weight. So, no, they're not a good double feature. They are 
two great movies that premiered at the same time, and that's cool. But that doesn't make them a good double feature. I feel like thematically they don't share enough. There's not a lot. But at the same time, like that doesn't mean you shouldn't double feature them. I love to double feature movies that are like fucking crazy, like yeah. random. Yeah. Like TMNT. It just shows you that. List. There's enough stuff out there for everybody, like in Hollywood, like to yeah, exactly. create new stuff. And so it's not really fair <coughs> to then compare them and say, well, I liked Oppenheimer more than Barbie and blah, 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 blah. So that's why I'm hesitant to do that. Um, but if we are doing that, I liked Oppenheimer more than Barbie. It was great. I could watch I Barbie. Re- I need to rewatch the end, I think, Oppenheimer before I make that decision. Uh-huh. You've I seen do. it twice. I've, I've only seen, seen it twice. Movie once. I'm going to see Barbie again um, soon, actually, with Katie. Uh, she wants to rewatch it, and that's exciting. I love rewatching movies, yeah. especially with someone who will rewatch them with me. It's fun. It's fun. Um, that's our Barbie Oppenheimer talk. People have actually asked us. I remember um, they were like, oh, I need to know what your thoughts are. I was looking for the podcast, and it never came out. And I was like, <coughs> "Yeah, girl, let me tell you, yeah. still, my thoughts are still being jumbled right now. That's because we're here. We're in the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> we were knee-deep in Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh my or as they say, Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. My dad asked me what he say. We, I saw him for the first time in a, in a little while. Because of Barbie Oppenheimer, I've been so busy. And he said... How's that a uh, Oppen Oppen Barbenmer Oppen Barber? And I was like, Yeah, it's great, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, okay, do we want to do our triple feature now? Yeah, yeah, triple feature. So we had a we had a big day for movies. It was last. It was last week. Last week. Last Wednesday. Yeah. And we haven't seen each other in a long time. We really like haven't, because Grayson at work, had only worked mornings, yeah. and I worked nights, and I would see you for like twenty minutes. On maybe, my way out. maybe yeah. if I'm lucky. Yeah, and it was like, hi, walk away, because like, <laughs> they're like, we just clean hundred people go. Yeah, and then um, so yeah, it was cool. We we watched um, Police Story. Police Story, amazing, fun, that was so fun. That was fun. I want to yeah. see the second one. I want to see the second one too. Police Story is, it's weird because it has these like. It's like the way that I, I described it in my review and I would continue to like pause it is that it has the like really serious like police drama moments that are really well executed, mm-hmm. you know, taking him hostage and shit and like, you know, getting set up and being fucking fuming angry and like, and then it has these like really silly, goofy comedy parts that are also really perfectly executed. I mean, they're doing like 40 takes just to flip a pencil, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and they shouldn't coexist in the same movie so well, but they do because the the martial arts action just, yeah. which is also perfectly executed, holds it all together and delivers it. You know what I mean? It makes the other two things feel like garnish, you know, rather than the actual meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. So... It's a fantastic movie. It's Jackie iconic. Jackie Chan is good at what he does, and although he is a misogynist, he's great. Yeah, at his homophobic action. misogynist. Yes, Ugh. yeah, love him. I'm just yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's great. I like what he does, and he directed this one, and he starred in it, and like she's fantastic. Almost died in it. Yeah, the stunts are insane. And there was that one. Mm-hmm. I remember we both we were both watching it, and it was that one scene where he visits his like officer or the commander or whatever. Uh-huh. And he was like talking about how like we risk our lives out uh-huh. every day for you on uh-huh. the line for you to sit. You sit in here in your office. Yeah, that yeah. was great. That was a great. And he's got moment. neck veins. Yeah, and, like his monologue, his acting. performance is there. It's Shakespearean. Honestly, let's get him in a Shakespeare. Interesting. Before he dies, that would be great. Interesting. That'd be awesome. Let's see what let's happens. Let's see what happens. 
Hamlet. Yeah. I don't know about Shakespeare. Him as Hamlet. <laughs> he would be a great uh, Macbeth. That would be cool. <laughs> so Michelle Yeoh So this, this triple feature was Lady accidentally cop-themed? <laughs> yeah, it was accidentally cop-themed. Cop I, I I don't like cops, famously. No, Grayson um, is very ACAB. Yeah. But, like, you know. But these were all kind of, like, anti-cop. In a, in a in way. They were they were subversive. I feel like they just happened to be cops. It they wasn't really plot structure important yeah. besides the second one was a little less and, than and Bullet. Yeah. So yeah. So we watched Bullet too. Bullet, nineteen sixty. U L L I T T. Uh, Lalo Schifrin score. That's what really matters. We we turned it on first thing we were like, oh, whoa. <laughs> um, whoa. Yeah, we got some it was cool so good. jazz, some smooth jazz going. Yeah, nineteen sixty eight. Um, Iconic car chase was good, but it's it's interesting to go back to these movies and um, see how they changed the game. But then to be like, you know, this has been done since, arguably better. Yeah. Although yeah. I will say, like, I've seen a lot of fucking car chases, and this is the first one in in a long time, maybe ever, that I've like jumped. Like I like. I got scared he was going to careen off the side of the road. Normally, you don't, you feel like, okay, well, the hero's going to be fine. Or even if he crashes, there's no impact to it. Yeah. But the way that he skidded at the camera, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, it, it got me. I was like, whoa. It was great. It was a great. And with the little the little score in the background, it was mm-hmm. fantastic with it, too. But what I wasn't expecting was it to be such a slow burn and such a procedural. It was, it felt like an extended episode of like, a, a cop procedural like yeah. they're, they're and sifting and I wasn't sure because we, like, we kind of checked out during mm-hmm. the second one a lot more than the Honestly, first one yeah. the last one so I wasn't sure we just kept stopping it and it just kept making it longer yeah and we only stopped it like twice it felt but it was long, still like though. and it was only like an hour and 40 well and that's like because that. it nothing was cut nothing was trimmed like like there's a part where they're like going through evidence and they just go through evidence and it's like 20 minutes it's like yeah. twenty. It's like yeah. a twenty-minute scene of them just sorting stuff out, and most of it is nothing. Because even the end, I felt it was kind of unsatisfying. Yeah, I I didn't really. Yeah, because they chased the guy down. The airplane chase was really cool. Uh, I did like that scene. It almost would have worked better <clears throat> as a TV episode with more cut out of it. Yeah, it could have been even a two-parter, or two-parter, or I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't in love with the plot, with the narrative. I didn't feel gripped or I didn't feel any stakes. The 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 main bad guy, I wasn't like, get him. Like, what was, was his like, name, that fucker? Uh, I don't remember. I don't know who it is. Ross, right? Charles Ross? Ch- Chalmers. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Chalmers. See, Chalmers was a piece of shit. Chalmers I did was hate the him. bad guy. Fucking Chalmers. Yeah, he wasn't the oh, bad guy, Ross. but he was the bad guy. He was the, he was the overarching bad guy. But yeah, it was uh, you know, it was, it was cool. There were some fun parts. I'm and glad I watched its it. Influences were crazy. I'm glad I watched it too. Yeah, its influences were crazy. I mean, Heat, the entire ending of Heat is just taken from Bullet, which is awesome. Um, and the car chases, obviously, the aesthetics are great. I love the the texture. Um, yeah, I think that's really all I have to say about it. It was it was it was good. It was uh, good. It was good. I don't know if I'd watch it again. Just I, yeah. I'd watch clips. Clips, the car chase. Sorry, a little sneaky burp. Yeah, I'd watch. 
I'd watch. <laughs> can't stand. I watch clips for sure. Yeah, the cartridge was good. Mm-hmm. The score was. I want to dress like part. him. He had great yeah. wardrobe. He did. The late sixties or something else. They were great. And uh, we watched uh, Grayson. I'll let you take a little bit more control about this movie because, because I have some opinions. Your favorite movie? Cure. One of my favorite movies of all time. Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Kiyoshi. We've got face peeling. We've got horror unsettling. The way the camera moves, it hides behind doors and and it you know shifts around. The sound is insane. We've got whistling, blowing wind. We've got you know all this awesome shit. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Aesthetically, a triumph. Um, it, it stirs up the the evil that's at the the you know the center of of our empty souls right it's very interesting uh and it has to do with mesmerism and it's it's really it's an experience it's a it's a mood piece of being deeply unsettled i love that about it and it's deeply there are parts that are deeply terrifying what i will say is i've seen cure twice now one of them was 480p uh i believe it was a legal watch it was illegal um (laughs) Because it was hard to get your hands on for a long time. Criterion did a full restoration mm-hmm. remaster. Beautiful. What's interesting is it looks so much better in the re- restoration, but it, it's a lot less scary. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just because I'd already seen it. Maybe. But in the 480p, the parts where you're not sure if you're looking at a person or a photograph or if you're like, you know, the face peeling part, it's a lot more scary because it's more muddled and you're kind of like filling in the blanks in your yeah, head. Yeah. Like the face peeling doesn't just look like a red chin. <clears throat> it looks like meaty because of the pixels and stuff. It's like, oh God. But um that's that's it. I feel like I feel like there's merit to watching it in like on like D V D or even like stream it like in four eighty. Um and, and watch it both ways, mm-hmm. like the original kind of like presentation versus the restoration. Um, both are beautiful experiences, and it's awesome to watch it with someone who doesn't know what's going on and to like just let that sink in. That was me. Yeah. So yeah, that's my opinions on Cure, and I'll let you say the rest. Um, I love. We've probably watched this for I think like months. Months. Maybe like maybe weeks, but I bought this for you for like a, like they had a yes, and the half off, and so I bought one for you and Cam, my besties, sweetheart. And so um, like, we had to watch it together. So we try to get like the whole group, like me, you, Christy, Zach, Cam. Impossible to get us all impossible. together. Impossible to get us all off. And then with Barbie Oppenheimer, it was just more mm-hmm. impossible. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, we just watch this without them. Like fuck it, fuck it. exactly. Forget about them. You know? Forget about them. So um, I love movies like this. Like have like. Um, like tense atmosphere, yeah, and um, I liked the the serial killer aspect of it, but also yeah. how it was more than just like a serial killer, right? It had a kind of supernatural esque, very right tone to it, uh, very gritty, very bland, not bland, uh, bleak, right? Um, and I loved it. I loved it. I love movies yeah. like this. I it reminds me of um. Kind of like Silence of the Lambs a little bit. A little yeah. bit of a little bit of, of um, it's not a movie that I saw that first like that. But it kind of it's kind of like those movies, kind of just uh-huh. like gritty, like real, like there's nothing really, 
they like fairy tale about it. Right. Like it's kind of like it's, like a, it's a real guy whose wife is going to do something bad. Right. Like a marriage that's kind of crumbling mm-hmm. apart, and then someone who like drowns himself in work, which you see all the time, and like you you feel for them and you care for them. And the villain was also kind of creepy. Creepy. And at first I didn't know what was going on. Because yeah. like, like, you're not supposed to. Which helps you like solve that mystery. Yeah. And then once side. once it happened like the third or fourth time, the second time maybe even, mm-hmm. I was like, oh. This fucking guy. I was like, okay. Yeah. But then I thought that he mm-hmm. was the one actually doing it, not yeah. the mesmerizing thing. Some so. things that are cool about Cure. I think it's interesting. I've never seen a movie that's made me feel like if I watch it, there's a potential that it'll have an effect on me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like he's doing these these mild, mild spoilers he's hypnotizing people essentially he's, he's using mesmerism to make them kill people and it shows it and i'm like there's so, there's a tiny part in the back of my mind that's like i shouldn't look at this what if it like <laughs> what, <laughs> what if you get mesmerized you know like and i don't know much about that until this movie like i, I mean i've yeah. heard like kind of like loosely like yeah but then like mesmer like it's kind of person, a cool way it's to cool. But not make like the, the fourth wall more thin like yeah. a thin veil yeah. rather than like, cause then you're like, you're aware of yourself, but that doesn't take you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what else about it? Uh, I think I loved the Tokyo setting. Yeah. Yes. I love the, the setting. The setting the set, it's, it, I think I really do think it's an aesthetic triumph. It's like everything from the, from the sweater that he wears, you yeah. know, to like the, the trench coat to like the, the, the so sunsets cool. and the, the ambiguous ending, amazing. That ending was great. Um, and I I told you, I don't know if it ended up being true for you, but for me, whenever I watched it, I was like, wow, that was a cool movie. And then for the next month after, I didn't stop thinking about it. I just kept thinking about Cure. It's got, it just, it worms its way into your head and you just can't stop thinking about like specific scenes, frames. The beach for me is one that I think about a lot. Him in the sweater walking around, who am yeah. I, where am I? Yeah. Like, that is so crazy. Um, there's so many images that I'm like, holy shit. Like, holy shit. I was thinking about it a lot, like, the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to rewatch this movie. I need, and to, I, really, I need to buy it. I love the way the camera work, like, moves and, and is alive. Um, there's parts where, like, it'll, like, sneak down and, like, creep behind a corner, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. And it's like what the hell <laughs> it's awesome i liked it i liked it a lot i think that is one of my, my favorite watches of this month so far really yeah that's awesome we've seen a lot this month but we have seen a lot this is probably one of my favorite ones we also watched uh enter the dragon some other stuff we watched team and t uh, team and t together oh, that was such a cute uh, we watched movie. talk to me together talk to me we can talk about some of these um some new releases that came out were talk to me and tm and t Talk to me. I do have. I I'll be quick about it. I feel like Talk to Me was a great movie. I felt I like it's going to become a staple of the genre. I feel like it's nice to see a movie made for modern audiences mm-hmm. because so many horror movies are just by and for Gen Xers and older millennials, harking back to the stuff that they grew up on, rather than talking to. They all talk down to modern audiences rather than talking to them. Yeah. Yeah. And so talk to me. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it was really, 
really it what it does it does really well yeah very scary very distressing yeah a distressing film and do i ever want to watch it again not really there's scenes in that but not because it's a bad movie there's scenes in that that make me uncomfortable yeah and that's awesome that they did that i will say like it's a night because people have have been saying it's like oh it's like elevated horror Mm -hmm. and to like some degree kind of but i will say it's more of a better balance of that and like Mm -hmm. a normal horror movie because it's got like it's got the scary scenes, the gore. It's got. It's but also not elevated. It, it That's talks about, that like, annoys people me. People just say that because it, it's a twenty four. Because it has a theme. Well, and people we'll say grief, that. You know, yeah, it has, a, it has a theme, but it also it's a twenty four, and so people want to go. Well, it's actually it's like bro, it's a production company. Look up a twenty four. They've put out some duds. Like you're allowed to, not approach it as like like a twenty four is not the fine wine of fucking mm-hmm. cinema. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it's the liquid death of cinema. Really is. <laughs> yeah, what they do really, they just pick right. up movies. They don't make the movies. Right, and I love A twenty four. I'm a fan. Like they, they pick up, they pick up great movies, and they they're produce. essentially curators. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. curators. They just they buy movies mm-hmm. at festivals, and they bought this one mm-hmm. at Sundance, which was said in the pre show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they liked it. They saw it, and so that's why most things have a theme because they like what they right. see. Um, exactly. But um, yeah, people just people look at it really annoying. Yeah, but I do have a twenty four merch, so I can't be like. Annoying. I love a twenty four. I love twenty four, but people need to shut up and learn what it is. It's just yeah, it's tough to. I don't know, see it as a monolith or something, um, but yeah, let's see. That that's my opinion. Is gonna talk to me. Go see it. Watch it one time. Be watch, yeah, I think you should watch it, especially in theaters. Yeah, I think it's definitely something you need to see in yeah. theaters. It's an, it's an experience for sure. And I get a lot of the critiques that I've seen against it tend to be unfounded. I haven't really seen anyone say anything about it that was, like, compelling. And people have their own personal, like, yeah. stuff with it. You can dislike fine. it. That's but fine. like, But it's a... It's don't a, call it a bad it's movie. It's a well-made movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's well-crafted. I, I do not like the Philippu brothers. Everything I've seen of them... Outside, from from you behind like, the camera, I, like, these guys. Like, I fucking hate this movie. I hate this movie. Yeah. What's like, up, well. squad fam? What's up, squad <laughs> fam? I mean, the movie has KSI in it. Like, for uh, he's on someone's phone, mm-hmm. and it's like, what the fuck am I watching? But it's great. Mm-hmm. Like, even even though I don't want to like it, I did. So yeah, it's cool. Let's see what else. Um, T watch Team and T. Team and T. Which Marvelous. established IP. Yeah. TMNT is, as far as uh, animation goes, it's just perfect. Uh, interestingly, it is its audience is teenagers, um, younger teens. Um, I wanted to call it a kid's movie, but a lot of the little kids that are coming are getting scared because it has some mutant transformations. Mm-hmm. It's a dark. There's not, like, a bright scene in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, it's got cursing. It's got a good amount of cursing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of like the original TMNT movie. It's for, like, younger teens. Um, and it rocks. I'm not saying don't bring your younger kid to see it, but, like, you I'm know. I'm sure some kids will love it. Kids yeah, have a loved lot of it kids, before. Yeah, have loved it. But I've also had kids leave the theater early because they're scared. And their moms the anima- are The animation <laughs> is, like, more yeah. ugly. But, like, in a good yeah, way. You in, know a, in a beautiful way. I love how, how much character is told in each person's face. Just background animated mm-hmm. people. I love the way it moves. Um, obsessed with the way it looks. The things that they do with to to kind of fuck with or like uh, put 
to vary the um, the kind of understood dynamics of TMNT are, is interesting. You know, the squad, they kind of reassign roles in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Donatello and Michelangelo specifically get a lot of differentiation. They're, they're presented here differently than I've ever seen them before. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. It's like a modern take of what they... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Donatello, I put it this way, he's not a nerd anymore. He's a geek. And Michelangelo isn't a goofy radical party dude. He's uh, he's an alt kid. <laughs> he's a theater kid. Like, And honestly, I will say that would be... It's not fair to consider that a detractor, but Mikey being my favorite Ninja Turtle, it was hard to see him really not get any limelight in this movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like he was well represented, but all the other turtles, it, it was great. The things that they do with the characters too in general, like Bebop, Rocksteady and stuff is interesting and fresh and I like it, but I'm like, how are they gonna do this sequel? Mm-hmm. Because they set up Shredder. a sequel. They set up Shredder, which is awesome. Spoilers. And the, I'm gonna, they're gonna do the foot, you know, of course, mm-hmm. but Bebop and Rocksteady, maybe the Crank, maybe if there's a third one, the Crank coming in will like mix things up. It'll raise the stakes. I'm sure they'll do a third movie. I'm sure. That's great. They made their money back and... Um, they already greenlit a sequel, so... We'll yeah, they should have made a trillion dollars, I think. Go see TMNT in theaters. It's Go great. It. So I want to see it again. It's great. I would rewatch it. Yeah. Um, I was going to that one night, but I watched Oppenheimer first <laughs> and I was so tired. I went home and I like... I fell asleep on the couch briefly, and then I went to bed. It was it was a weird night. Um, yeah, those are really kind of my movies. Do you have any? The only thing that I think we really need to talk about, like I watched a bunch of like old, like we watched a bunch of horror movies because I've been hanging out with Zach a lot. Mm-hmm. So we watched like The Monster Squad and Demons, mm-hmm. and uh, we watched Trick or Treat and um, stuff like that. But what I've been starting is I started the my Decalogue journey. Yes. Um, which I'm very, I'm very interested in a very, I'm very, what's the word? Entranced. Yeah. So uh, the Decalogue is a Polish TV show from the mm-hmm. 80s. Um, 10 episodes, Decalogue each over 10. covering a 10 commandment. They're like 45, 50 minutes long each. Interesting. And like, how much one a day. The thing is, they're- another the 10 commandments. That's yeah, they're all based on 10 commandments. And log um, being story, right? I think that's what I that translates to. I think so, I don't story. know. To be honest with you, I know it just means ten, like maybe ten stories, maybe. Oh, but also they live. Okay, so it's funny. Ten stories, and then it all takes place in a housing home, like a like a like a. Oh, what's it called? A uh, what? A housing. Housing. What's it called? Like, a, the government housing. Oh. So it takes place. Okay. It takes in a government housing apartment complex. Like like subsidized. Housing, yeah. Like, so it all takes place yeah. in there. So it's like ten. I think it's like ten different like. I love whenever an anthology series is like grounded in one location yeah like, no, i love that i was, I was like i need to watch this so yeah um, i watched three so far and they're all very sad um <laughs> oh, i think that's kind of the point it's like yeah. it's supposed to be a very melancholic um very melancholic i guess story right like sh- series um but i will say so far my favorite one has been the first one mm-hmm. the first one's really i would go one two three as an order of favorites but, really um, so far yeah hopefully it doesn't continue on that track no i think i've heard like the fourth one is probably the fourth and fifth like the best one so let's we'll see. go um 
it's the first one just really just took me by surprise it's really sad so i was like what the fuck they actually went there but yeah i recommend you can only get it on criterion i think there's nowhere else to really watch it really um it's not streaming anywhere i did buy it during the 50 percent off sale because mm-hmm. i was like well this is my chance to get it yeah so i was like 40 bucks 50 yeah. bucks but um are they on one disc or are it's they four, discs. four discs so like gotcha. so what it is is like so it's five on one disc five on another disc and then he had a contract apparently i was doing mm-hmm. research he had a contract with the studio to make it to america so he expanded on two of the stories into full movies interesting and those are presented in the and so they're called it's called a short story about love and a short story about killing mm-hmm. so i think it's about like adultery and like murder commandments right. so they expand them to like hour and a half long movies interesting and so those are on two another disc and then it that's has the awesome. bonus features on the fourth disc so that's cool yeah so i'm very i'm very interested i like it a lot um it's considered one of the best the best things of all time mm-hmm. the best like series of all time i think mm-hmm. is what it's being considered as um Stanley kubrick said it's the best thing ever he's ever watched that's interesting mm-hmm. that's interesting um what else what else what else what else your turn grayson uh i watched the card counter <gasps> oscar isaac yeah paul schrader and it was really good it stuck with me a lot um there were things i loved i love the soundtrack i love i love that it kind of tickled a niche in my brain because I'm an optimistic person, mm-hmm. but I'm also like deeply nihilistic in some ways, not in like a cringe, like Nietzsche way, but like, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I don't really expect the best, but I hope for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like this movie, the way that it's narratively structured does that. It's like, it's not really, it doesn't really believe in the goodness and humanity in any way. But it's it hopes for it in a way, and it's like here's trying to get redemption. Um, it's it's hard. It's a hard watch. I don't know. There's a lot that I've heard a lot about it, but I don't know what really it's about, and I haven't seen it yet. I can, without spoilers, tell you the gist of it. Basically, do you know do you know about Abu Ghraib? Um, during the Iraq War, we were taking suspected terrorists, which could also mean not terrorists, like just people who, you know what I mean? And even if they are terrorists, putting them in this prison and uh, we designed this prison after Gitmo and we brought in contractors to, um, and like ethicists and things to sign off. Um, these, These people still, and this is real life, these people still work in colleges, universities, they have offices, places, homes. None of them are tried, prosecuted, nothing. The people who were tried, prosecuted, put in jail were the people who were in the photos. But what they did were these torture tactics that were so inhumane. You just can't be a patriot after knowing about it. You know what I mean? It's fucked. I mean, we were forced rectal feeding cat litter to people. We were beating the shit out of people. We were, you know, just, just no sleep, constantly blasting shit, forcing them to say, if they're a terrorist, they admit it. If they're not a terrorist, they admit it. Like, it's just, and, you know, politically, a whole bag of, a can of worms. And that, this movie isn't about that, but it is. He was involved. He went to prison for it. Mm-hmm. And he wants to die. He, he can't live with the weight of it. Um, 
and but he's like kind of I, this is why it's hard to describe his character because it's like he both hates what he's done and he's trying to kind of move on in a way um, and all he does is he he follows the casino lines and just gambles but he's like he card counts so it's not even a gamble that's all he does he's just kind of this numb character and he meets this kid who's who's caught up in revenge fantasies wanting to take it out on the contractors who are involved and he's like don't do this mm -hmm. and that's really what it's about but it's also a love story it's the only uh tiffany haddish role because you know i don't really like her very much mm -hmm. i loved her in this she was fantastic oscar isaac it's probably my favorite performance from him he's he's harrowing um what's the kid's name it's like ty something not ty sheridan i don't think ty so simpkins simpkins I don't think so. Ty, Tyler. I would I would rewatch this movie. Um, I actually really liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and it made me want to watch. So I haven't seen a lot of the Paul Schraders that I know that I need to. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen First Reformed. Ty Sheridan. Yeah, I was right. The oh, first Ty time. Sheridan. Yeah. Great movie, honestly. Um, just watch it. I don't want to say anything else about it. Okay. Yeah. I trust. It's I trust your takes. It's, it's I trust fantastic. Your, your taste. Yeah, for the most part. The way that it renders PTSD too is interesting. Like it's really interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's the card counter. All right. Uh, the only other movie I would talk about because it was an experience, but otherwise I wouldn't really care. Grease is my partner's favorite movie, and uh, well, our favorite is Joe Wright's Pride and Prejudice, which is valid, um, but. Grease is like her childhood favorite and she's mm -hmm. grown up just loving it and I'd seen Grease before and then I rewatched it with her and both times it didn't really hit for me I just was like I don't get it like I like it it just never got the love for it yeah and ultimately it took going to the sing-along that we did <laughs> to we had a, a sing-along and, and uh, it was fun being in a theater seeing it on the big screen surrounded by people who love it who are singing and uh, it really brought a lot out of it, a lot of juice. And I was like, yeah, the theater is just, a, it's a marvelous, magical place. That was my takeaway. That's, aw. Yeah. That's cute. That's and cute. That was, that was my hiatus. That was, that's basically mine a lot too. more. But I did too. It's just like not worth going over. Exactly. A lot of them, it's like, I think like I've already watches. talked about them on here. <laughs> like blowout. I've, I know I've already talked about on here. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, that was. I guess this is really it. We're just yeah. like catching everybody up. What we've been watching, what we've been doing. You know what? One thing we forgot to do is what? we forgot to talk about Enter the Dragon. Oh yeah, we did watch yeah. that last night. The only thing I have to say about it because I think it's understood how I feel about it. Love martial arts action. I think it's it's I think it's peak. You know what I mean? I will say, Lalo Schifrin. We watched two movies scored. You know, Bullet was scored by Lalo Schifrin. Amazing job. And Enter the Dragon, that soundtrack fucking hits. Yeah. Lalo Schifrin. Soundtrack was great. I love the mirror scene. Mm -hmm. that, yes. was tough. that was fucking yes. cool. You can see where John Wick 2 got it. Yeah. And yeah. then John Wick 3. <laughs> 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 they might good. as well. I like that movie a lot. I've been wanting to watch it for a long time. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. I, liked, I love the character, Jim Kelly's character. Yes. I'm sad he, you know, RIP'd so early. Yeah. John Saxon. Yes. John Sexy. He was good. Yeah. Great, even. So yeah. I'll say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had so, Bolo in there. Bolo. Yeah, he was <laughs> fucking big, beefy boy. Yeah. And Bruce Lee just 
he in his other roles he's like kind of this humble you know specifically i would say he's not you know famously not a humble guy but he was very like he plays this kind of humble badass in way of the dragon mm -hmm. but in enter the dragon he just knows he can like kill anybody yeah he just he's kind of this force of nature just floating through and we compared it to the bond movies we compared it to um a little bit of mission impossible it had this kind of like island of dr Moreau aspect like, mm -hmm. it had all this like cultural fusion and it's just him kind of floating through on a mission like like just fucking killing guys killing one that punch. guy and yeah. he's fighting that one guy i forgot his name uh o'hara o'hara yes. yeah that scene was fucking crazy that scene's awesome that's one of my favorite scenes that fight the way that he's so fast the guy can't even process it you know and you can barely process it looking at it it's like how his twitch muscles pop you know and uh God, it's just really well presented. It has a lot of POV shots that are yeah, interesting. Yeah, a ton of POV shots. I never really paid attention to the POV shots until this watch, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> that's kind of cool. It's funny to picture them with the camera holding up like a bear claw <laughs> in front of it, going, <laughs> you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah, a bear claw. Good that movie. knife claw. It was a great movie. I liked yeah. it a lot. Um, do we have any anything else to say before we before we go? I don't think so. We're back. We are, we are back. back. Um, we are so back. I think so. Yeah. Next week we do have our Stardust review. Yes. Which I'm excited to watch. Stardust. We will watch Stardust. Um, we will we'll have our bond review up, and then who knows? Maybe we'll have something else to do. I don't know. We'll we'll figure yeah. it out. Well, we are back, and we it it's was so, it was so to nice back. to be back and just talk so about good. stuff. Because even though, even though I've seen you, <laughs> we haven't talked a lot because no. <laughs> I really haven't seen you. Yeah. So it's nice to. To get some thoughts out the way, to yeah. talk, and people have asked for it, and I'm glad know. that the hiatus is over. I'm glad that we're we're back with more juice than ever. A rebrand, where we, you know, we're Lazarus. Stay tuned for the back. new uh, art. Well, by the time this is out, the art will be up. Yeah, everything, will so. be. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And uh, yeah, thanks. Tune Thank in you. next time for some Stardust conversations, Stardust. and you know, see what we're up to. See what we're up to. I'm having this week. Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs>